Hi, this is the Nevermind Witch podcast, and I'm B2, and this is a podcast that talks about everything and anything under the sun. So for this week's episode, I really wanted to shout this one because I'm really very happy to be discussing this, and it is about Pride Month, or just Pride in general, because this is a month that really celebrates love, equality, and everything that the world is supposed to be. The accepting nature of Pride Month for me is, you know, give this kind of feeling to you. I don't know how to explain it. There's just this fuzzy, warm feeling whenever I think of Pride Month. And I associate it so generally to that um, particular thing. It's because it's not something that I really grew up in. So without further ado, let's start the actual episode. Well, am I not starting it yet? <laughs> well, anyways, so I really just want to tell about how it all began and my experience in learning about the LBGTQ plus community. And I hope that this story will be something that the listeners would have some empathy with or at least understand. I really don't know what kind of message I want to send in this particular, but I just really want to share a story. You know, there's these kinds of moments that you generally just want to share something to the world. And this one is it. So how did I learn about the LBGTQ plus community? It's very different because I grew up in an Asian country and it's not commonly talked about or educated about when you're a young age. It's not taboo. I don't think it's taboo, but there are kind of things that they don't talk to you about you know they're strictly very certain thing about how you should act in front of people and how certain things can be perceived and how not just the idea of you know lbgtq plus it's more on how it was represented in the media as well during my time so when i was much younger younger than I am now, <laughs> so really young, I was exposed to it because I was a fan of um, manga, so I'm not sure if everybody is familiar with it, I've, I'm sure you are, um, so it's Japanese comics, so as you know, Japanese comics has a lot of varying genres, so, and one of those genres is yaoi, so for those who are listening, and do want to not know what I'm talking about, you can turn it off because some of the things that I'd be saying might not be as pleasant or might be X-rated. I'm really not sure. But let's go on ahead. So yaoi is a uh, genre that is referring to just boys love. And so there's also yuri, which is the opposite, which is girl um, relationship with another girl or or girl ex girl kind of situation. Now, I did not kind of understand it at the very beginning because I know that there's LBGTQ people in the community because they show it on media. They they usually are like the comedic relief characters. Like I was exposed to this particular movie that um the siblings were kind of um very different to each other the man was clearly gay the other sibling and the other sibling was 
um, showing to be, well, lesbian in nature. But at the end of the story, she was kind of, she turned more into more a feminine person. She tried to change and become more feminine. And, you know, she married the guy at the end. And that was kind of like what I know. That's what I, the kind of world that I was in. You know, that was the context of how I understood certain things because that was what is being shown to me. And now I understand now that, you know, the internet is here and present and more and more voices are coming out and people are also, you know, sharing their own stories. I get to learn more and understand more the, the nuances that people experience, you know, because when I was younger, if I act very masculine or I sit a certain way so this is not a joke when you sit a certain way my grandmother pointed out like don't sit like that you you act like a tomboy so tomboy is a term to describe a, a female person who acts very masculine so and she was saying to me like don't sit like that you know you're not supposed to sit like that and then I see my cousins like sitting like that and I'm like very you know there's kind of like unjust little things that you kind of notice now that you're older that's because just because you act a certain way you're like this already or they they kind of label you already you know even relatives who are um you know act a certain way get described a certain way so I'm not above and beyond the people because I was just you know picking up things also I'm just learning from what I'm seeing and you know, there's still mistakes I'm making when it comes to um, the LGBTQ plus community and how there are certain issues that I'm still learning how to tackle and how to actually converse with people because there's a lot of differences and the world has still a lot of things to learn when it comes to the issue. You know, it's not just black and white or it's not just this area where you can choose like specifically just having split opinions you know you cannot have that right now because there's so many differences that comes into learning and understanding what lbgtq plus is at the same time being part of the community and being an ally to it at the same time understanding that each person is an individual and there's differences uh in all of them so just like person's personality yeah you can say that they're kind but there's certain types of kindness you know, that a person has. Same with expression of your sexuality and your gender. So when I was beginning to learn about this, you know, the more I became, you know, first, I guess it's more of sympathy because all you read about it, even though it's on a manga or just a story, it's more on how tragic their love story is. So you feel that because I haven't been in that relationship, how should I know? So it's more of the sympathy that, oh my God, this is not supposed to happen. And as I grew older and as I found out more about my sexuality, it become more of an empathy that, you know, you struggle with how you want to express yourself and your sexuality towards another person, you know? So I've attended an all-girls school and I'm, you know, and it's a place where you get to actually kind of see more and you know be surrounded by supporting females around you and kind of explore yourself more in a comfortable space and 
I learned that I'm actually straight. <laughs> I thought of myself when I was younger as pan because I was like, okay, I'm going to accept everybody who comes my way. I have certain preferences that I would like this and that. So I understood uh, that, oh, that you can be pan. You can, you can discern, you can like kind of label yourself as pan like that. And, and when I was thinking about it, it was maybe naivety when I, I did that, but in that situation, that's how I understood it. Now it's more on, sometimes it's not actually just a choice. It's how you feel and really, really how you want to express yourself, not just because you want to label it. You know, it's a feeling. It's that gut instinct in you sometimes that tells, oh, okay, this is what you're attracted to. This is what you're not attracted to. And it changes over time. You don't get stuck in one place. You know, there's one that's consistent. You know, you cannot force yourself not to be gay or the other way around. You know, that's not a thing that happens. And you got to learn, as I change, I get to learn the nuances of that. Learn the differences. Learn and understand and empathize more and understand more because there's a lack of sometimes of understanding. You know, sometimes when you put a label on it and stick it to like that and you have a description and you have a category and that's sometimes what you prescribe to because it's the easiest way but it's not always like that you know there are situations where it's not going to be always like that and i learned it in a certain way that um about my sexuality as well and how i act around people and just in general coming into myself and understanding what are my preferences what my gender expression is because these days, and I'm lucky enough to be in this certain generation where we're more open. Because now no matter how much, you know, you love the people around you, sometimes they have this rigid thought of how sexuality and how gender works, you know. And I understand, you know, you have your own standpoint and you cannot fight them so many times just for them to understand that. It's not something that I think we should stop doing. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, you should fight for your right. You should really kind of move forward. But at the same time, I think that if we constantly fight about those things without really understanding each other's sides, it's going to be a hard fight because nobody understands each other because they're shouting to one another. They're trying to prove their point. And I think... For the most part, you know, it's a process. And just like I've been saying, it's been a long way. Even though I'm an ally, I'm still a long way to go before I understand completely or before I even get the chance to really understand the differences of each person, you know, and their stories and how they really want to present and express themselves. You know, they're still... A lot for me to learn and I'm willing to learn and I hope that for the people that are listening you know and especially if you come from the same space that I have where it's not completely early on that you get educated you know I really want people to not just not educate themselves you know you need to educate yourselves especially in this kind of society but also be willing to listen to the other party because even though some people are more conservative, 
they have a point to make. I understand where they're coming from on certain degree because they weren't raised for them to understand this concept. And one day, now that we are much more connected, we get more information, you know, we get to live um, more freely, differently, express ourselves more, become more individualized as people. You know, it's not always like that for everybody. You know, we want to think of the world like that, but it's not. And so sometimes we need to be a little bit more compassionate also on understanding them. And they also should be more compassionate in understanding us, you know. And there's so many ways that this could go. And it's very difficult. This is an issue that's going to be around for a while. And we have to talk about it for a while. But that doesn't mean there's no progress at all. Because from where I started to now, I think there's a large progress, you know, just seeing when I was uh, living in the States back then, and it wasn't yet legal, but I was seeing a new different culture. You know, there was this point where I was have a friend that, you know, he looked very manly. He looked very, you know, very typical man should be. And then I got to know him and, oh, it turns out that his fiance was another man and that he's gay. And that was one of the moments for me that, oh, okay, you don't have to act feminine to become gay, you know? Because all I knew when I was much younger that, oh, if you act feminine, you're automatically gay. Or at least there's a kind of point where, oh, you're, you're more feminine than probably you're this. So you kind of put labels on people. And it took me a lot of time to really understand right, the differences of those things. And, you know, you feel very guilty about those things in moments, even not until now. Like, think just thinking about it, that, that was what I assumed made me feel like, oh my God, that was what I was thinking. Like, that is so wrong. But that's a learning curve. That not everything you learn in the beginning would be correct until the very end. Same with the people that are conservative. Not everything that they're thinking now would be permanent and that could never be changed and that we should hate them for it. You know, there's chance for us to learn and listen. And maybe if not, you know, because we can't force them to agree to our standards. You know, sometimes it's hard for people to come into that idea. So instead of just trying to force everybody into one box and be at one same side, maybe a compromise would be a much better option. Because there's so many things to be prideful about. You know, there's so many things that we should be sharing to the world. The love, the equality, just all of it, you know? And because... That's, I think, what's pride all about. It's not just kind of, you know, just showing yourself. It's becoming more compassionate. We're a community that should be compassionate because for a lot of people who've gone through a lot of stuff and who really came into their own, you know, this is what it's all about. The sharing of love inside a community, no matter who you are, what you are, what you want to represent. It's the love, the love, the love. So I will end it with that and with the question that 
How should you show your compassion to other people despite them having different opinions than you? Because the world needs more of that compassion now more than ever. So that's it. I really have nothing more to say. Well, I really do have a lot more to say because I'm still going to continue my podcast. But for this week, I'm going to end it as is. And I just really want to bask in this pride moment that we're having. So happy Pride Month. Please share the love with all of the people that are around you. And please, if you want, (laughs) please do subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I do not have. That was a joke. (laughs) But seriously, um, if you are interested, please keep on listening to this podcast. It will really mean a lot to me. At the same time, um, if you want to continue listening, please do so. You can listen to my podcast in other um, places and other six platforms that you will probably see in there. <laughs> so thank you again for listening. This has been Nevermind Witch, and I hope to see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.